Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Real. This is Dead Eye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Maniac Mike and Jigsaw Jody. How you doing? Starting with you, Maniac Mike. Um... I'm fine. <laughs> Mike, would you care to elaborate? <laughs> I will on what I've been watching. <laughs> okay, sounds fair enough. Jigsaw Jody, how you doing today? Uh, pretty excited for Thanksgiving this coming week. Getting ready to do some turkey shopping today. So we'll uh, have a good day today, I think. Oh, yeah, sounds cool. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, just keeping pretty busy uh, with a holiday and everything. I'm working a little extra at the movie theater more than I normally would to help out. So but it's cool. You know, Ghostbusters is doing well. So which is what we're going to be talking about today. So that just makes it all the more fun. So I like it. Uh, but either way, um, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching. So Maniac Mike, what have you been watching? Well, first off, I'll start on a movie that actually made me happy, um, which I know may surprise everybody, but uh, I watched the Netflix uh, movie Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot, and I liked this movie. So yeah, I can watch a Ryan Reynolds movie and like it, so I don't want to hear no more crap. He still has a punchable face, though. But anyways, um, it's kind of a knockoff Indiana Jones kind of heist caper movie. And it's got Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot. Uh, so you know what to expect. It's going to have plenty of humor in it. Um, some of it's going to land, some of it's not. But that's what they keep throwing at the wall. Um, and I enjoyed it. I give it a 6 out of 10. It's a breezy watch. It's not something that you're going to have to rack your brain with. Um uh, so if you're looking for something to just kind of turn on and watch um, and just have a good time, turn your brain off, Red Notice fits that bill. Um, and then I will talk about the show I just finished this morning that dropped yesterday on Netflix, and that's the Cowboy Bebop live action show. And you know what? I liked it until the last 30 minutes of the final episode. Um, but I'll, I'll try to say the positives and not dwell on the negatives. Uh, I think the show's fine. It's it's a good time. It's funny. Uh, it's got good action. The music lands. Uh, they, they brought Yoko Kano back uh, to reprise a lot of stuff and do a lot of new music. Um, uh, 
Cho as Spike is great. Uh, Jet, and I forget his name, but she's great. Uh, is it Danielle Pineda, I think, as Faye? Yeah, I think um, you're correct on that. I I didn't like the ch- kind of the, the base change they made to her character. I think the, the character in the anime show was a little bit better. Uh, but that's not a knock on Pineda's like a acting ability or anything like that. She does great as the character. I just don't like the slight changes they made to that character. I think she was a a, a stronger, more femme fatale type character in the in the show than I think than the original anime. And I think she kind of came across in the show. She uh, she's kind of a little bit ditzy at some points, and I don't really like that. Um, but then. And a lot of the uh, the bad guys, they kind of they had just a cattle trough of bad guys just next and running them through and next and running it through and next and running it through. Um, but it worked. I mean, each episode kind of has a bad guy that they go after and they do hit the major points of the original show. I mean, uh, all the way to the to. Uh, oh, I forget his name now, but he's uh, the uh, the superhuman uh assassin clown at the end of the, the anime, uh, yeah. Perot, uh, That's Mad awesome. Perot. Um, and they kind of changed what his character was, but it still worked. And he's still just a, a madman in a, in a clown costume. Um, and which he, he is kind of my favorite villain next to vicious in the original anime. And he still is probably one of the better ones in this. Um, but as a fan of the source material, they made a major change to the plot and the story and the characterization of one pretty major character that I just can't get past because they try to pour on all this emotional weight through the first nine and a half episodes and then they crap on it absolutely take a dump on it in the last 30 minutes. And I don't know if season two comes out. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. So uh, if you haven't seen the original anime, it may not strike you as weird as it does with somebody who's familiar with the source material. And I get that. I understand that. I respect that opinion. If, if you don't see a problem with it, but just know that if you're a fan of the source material, it is, it takes a hard left, but that doesn't mean it's all bad. Uh, I would give the first season, uh, I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Um, just because it is fun and it is enjoyable, but I can't separate the two very well. And the turn that they took, I can't get behind. Uh, so that's my review of the live action cowboy bebop. That's kind of all I've watched this week. Um, so, uh, Jody, what have you been watching? Well, I kicked the week off with Witchboard on Shutter. I had never seen that before. Um, s- expecting just a full-blown, like, Ouija kind of movie, but uh, it's actually kind of a slasher, too. It's kind of both things, so I, I yep. thought that was neat. Uh, I saw for the first time ever The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Oh, no. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> um my buddy had me over. We watched a double feature of we started off with Slither, um, which is a classic James Gunn. I give that a nine out of ten. 
Uh, I love that movie. I've loved it. I saw it in theaters. It didn't last long in theaters. It kind of like get, it kind of picked up steam on video and a lot of people like it now, but it didn't uh, do well in the box office, unfortunately. Um, then the second thing we watched was what I would call a biting commentary on the state of pollution, crime, misogyny and homophobia and corruption in 1980s New Jersey. Dang. Also, also known as the Toxic Avenger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and uh, that's my way of making it uh, sound a lot smarter than it is. But smart or not smart, it sure is a lot of fun. Um, just, I definitely uh, think those themes were intentional. Yeah, like, yeah. Like no, he, I think Hoffman does is pretty smart about how he incorporates like social messages and stuff like that. For sure. I, I want to give him credit for that. Absolutely. Uh, then to then the next three things I watched were Ghostbusters movies, Ghostbusters two, uh, the second time ever that I saw this, uh, we'll go over that when we watch it. I saw Ghostbusters afterlife in the theater, high energy, tons of people dressed in full, like really well-made Ghostbusters costumes. Um, there's two different Ghostbusters societies that were there that came to the opening night screening. Really? Yeah. So fun. Uh, we'll cover that. And then um, I rewatched the Ghostbusters from 2016 with Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and all that. That's so cool. Yeah, we had we had um, a family dress up uh, for ours, too, actually. Um, they, it was pretty neat. <laughs> so yeah, I love people that. People want to take pictures and stuff with them. So it was pretty cool. I watched a movie called. This is one of those times that I really, really, really regretted watching something by myself because I had so many questions. And one of the rare times that I wish that um, Letterboxd had like messaging or forums or something. I'm glad they don't overall because those things get really toxic. But I wanted to talk about this movie with somebody so bad after I watched it. And it was like going on like 2 a.m. when I finished it. But it's called Redeemer, Son of Satan. Oh, this thing's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions. <laughs> You're not getting any answers. It okay. Just, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. That, then that's, uh, that's fine then. I mean, that, there's like in the opening shot of the film, well, there's like a 10 minute shot of just a lake and it goes on not probably 10 minutes, but at least probably about five or six. And then all of a sudden a hand punches through the water and a, a little like a little boy, like a like a teenage, like a 12 ish year old boy, like walks out of the lake. And then we have like 10 minutes of him just walking. Yeah. So, and, and, so and, the and, idea that was that was the born of the son of Satan. So, OK, yeah, that, that's the I redeemer see there. Right. Not, not so, really. But <laughs> so the people who are being redeemed of their sins. Is by Satan is is that what I'm to understand? No, I think it's like sarcastic redeemed. Like, okay, I, I a, see. I think they're trying to do like a commentary maybe on religion or something, but okay, okay. it doesn't make any sense. Like, I've seen this movie three times and I still can't tell you what, what this movie's trying to say or really what its plot is. It's about as nonsensical as Boarding House, um, but in a good way. Like, it's just so, it's almost Spooky's level just... How did they make this, and how did it turn out like this? Because this sounds amazing. I'm not. Oh, dude, gonna it's watch. on Tubi. You, you got to watch it. Okay, I'll, or I'll watch bring the Dave's code copy. Red remaster of it. Yeah. 
It's and wild, there are some scenes that go on literally for a couple of minutes, just like of someone like walking or just doing like normal everyday stuff. And then all of a sudden, like there's like plot points that jump from one to another with no context or no like transition or something. And I had to rewind it once. I said, wait, did I, did I, was I not paying attention or what did I, how did I miss this? And then, no, it just literally smash cuts like from one scene yeah. to the next uh, yeah, I don't it, know what happened with this movie. I'm, I'm assuming that multiple different people worked on it. It, it feels like a spooky scenario all over yeah. again, where the where the plot was so hacked up that by the end of it, they just had to edit something together because this thing had too much money dumped into it to just leave right. it sit there. They're just like, screw it. This is the movie we got. This is the movie you're going to get. And you get this nonsense trashter piece with this. And um it's kind of graphic at times too. Like it's not yeah. a slouch. Had great door. kills. Yeah, it's a interesting film and has a lot of what horror fans want. But gosh yeah. dang, man, <laughs> you just gotta yeah. be prepared for the nonsense. Uh, but yeah, I would watch it again anytime. Um, I watched Leprechaun. So the reason I watched Redeemer is um, I had Silence of the Lambs doing my 50 states of horror and i had silence of the lambs for virginia but then i I watched it and yeah technically it does some scenes do take place like where she's training and stuff that's virginia but all the horror stuff happens in tennessee in silence of the lambs so i just i was like i gotta pick a different virginia movie and i was looking into it and this one caught my eye and it was on tubi so i grabbed it and man i'm glad i did because it was it was something um thank you for the recommendation yeah, I put this is hilariously bad, but kind of awesome at the same time. So uh, then I watched for North Dakota. I watched Leprechaun. That's always a classic. I enjoy some early Jennifer Aniston. And Warwick Davis is always great. Classic. And then I finished the week last night with Blood Creek, a Joel Schumacher film that I had never seen that had uh, Henry Cavill and Mike Fassbender. And it's kind of like... It's it's about Nazi vampires. What in the world? Yeah. How did I not know this existed? And, yeah, Joel Schumacher directed, and yeah, it's 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 pretty gnarly. I, I liked it a lot. Um, again, it's kind of silly, kind of nonsense, but uh, you it is reminiscent of like basically if smash up of Overlord and Thirty Days of Night. So <laughs> that sounds cool too. Yep, not Nazi experiments, making vampires and stuff like that. Um, so if you ever wanted to see a vampire horse, then, uh, Blood Creek is for you. I have always wanted to see a vampire horse. <laughs> yeah, it is All a right. vibe. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for me. Dave, what have you been watching? David, hold on. Just. All right. Just think if Flicka had vampire horses, would you like that movie then? No. Damn it. No. All right. No, I still wouldn't like. like yeah, that. I still haven't watched the rider that your dad sent me, but it better have a vampire horse. It better it, be it about. Doesn't. You know. I'm telling you, the rider is a great movie. I I don't know what my why my like I have my like arms crossed and said humph. I mean Chloe Zhao for Pete's sake. It's gonna be awesome. I know, but I don't know. I just look at it. and I'm like, I, I really oh, think I you're gonna like that movie. I, I there's there's a lot this. of the themes you typically like. You're gonna like that movie. All right. Yeah, that's that gonna, should, that's that gonna be, be my watch. that that'll be my Thanksgiving goal. There you go. Yeah, what? Everybody's out Black Friday shopping. I don't think there's new Joe Bob. So, uh, or is there new Joe Bob for Thanksgiving? No, I think he's okay. Doing a Christmas. One, Christmas. He's okay. Not doing a Thanksgiving yeah. one this year. All right. So instead of Joe Bob, I'm gonna put on 
a DVD where a man is leaning his head on a horse. A vampire yeah. horse? No, no, I think no, it's not just a, a regular. I think it's just a regular horse. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a story about a, a guy who who has beaten himself up enough from riding horses and things that he may not he may never be able to ride again, and that's his biggest passion. Um, so it, it's an interesting tale uh, of this guy and and what he goes through. I hate horse movies too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not interested in them. That's the reason I haven't watched Yellowstone. I'm just not interested in ranches and all that crap. But this is a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. Not that, so another, not that there's anything against Yellowstone either. I, I've seen episodes of it. It's a great show. It really is. I, I'm just not interested in the story. So so it's kind of like Sound of Metal or the Sound of Nays, if you will. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Welcome, oh, everybody, no. to our new horse-themed podcast. Yeah, well, this it was good doing this podcast for all these years. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> well, there was a Christmas movie that came out last year on Netflix called The Twelve Nays of Christmas. It was a horse Christmas you gotta movie. Be kidding me. We didn't even make it through thirty minutes of it, and we we sit through all them uh, all them <laughs> Christmas movies. I've seen a lot of those. Some of them, I have to say, aren't that bad. As long as you can get past, you know the story within the first ten minutes. Gosh, so. dang. No. Just no. <laughs> I've watched a few with the wife. I, I don't mind the Hallmark too bad. It is what it is. It's just not my thing, which is fine. But no, not the not the horse one. I can't combine it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so either way, I um, for what I've been watching, I too watched Red Notice. Um, Yeah, it was disposable. Um, yep. It's just fine. Uh, it's, it is one of those movies where, like, I watch and then probably because people are going to be talking about it for a while, um, just so I could be like, oh, yeah, I watched that. It was fine <laughs> type deals. Um, I was pretty well bored through a lot of it. I think they wasted Cal Gadot's character like bad. <laughs> but, oh, well, it, it was fine. Um, then I rewatched Candyman in 4K. Um, that 4K Blu-ray is nice. Uh, for this and uh, yeah the movie's awesome so um, just loved it a second time around I, I do adore this movie and what they did with with Allure I think I think this movie just does everything right the only thing I, I want like on my enjoyability of it I would have loved to give it a 10 but I do and this is the one few cases I could say that this movie should have been like an extra 10-15 I really would have liked to see some of these characters because all of them are interesting, be more fleshed out, like just a little bit more character building and motivation and stuff because they're actually interesting, which is a good a compliment to the movie, too, that in an hour and a half, you care about these people enough to want to know more. Um, but yeah, I'm, overall, it's, it's really strong. Uh, so I liked it. I watched a short film. Now, are you all ready for this? Uh, called Harm from James Bell, um, well-known effects artist, done a bunch of extreme films. Uh, don't watch this for most people. I'm not going to recommend anyone to watch this. It's a 14-minute short. Um, it's really strange, but I do almost appreciate the $2 budget filmmaking at, on display here. Um, and the graphic uh, and visual effects at the end are, are pretty rad. Like, um, they're talented effects artists for a reason. So, 
Uh, either way. And then I watched a movie called She Freak uh, from 1967. Uh, this is an interesting film, to say the least. And um, yeah, it's some carnival exploitation. And uh, yeah, it's not terrible by any means. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, it does take it a while to get going. And it's not a lot of horror, actually. It's a lot of drama about a girl who who decides to quit waitressing and run off with the circus and then realizes she doesn't like the freaks at the circus. Um, and I say freaks with uh, quotes around it. Um, so it's kind of an interesting tale um, in that sense. But either way, uh, we have Tiger King Season 2. I did watch that. Um, I wish they would have waited until uh, there was something a little bit more substantial here. It's interesting, and I did like it overall. I was entertained throughout. Um, I do appreciate the more serious tone. This actually does take more of almost a uh, um, one of those crime docuseries type things, uh, more so than it does Tiger King Season 1, where it's super sensational. Like, this one actually kind of dives into these stories and kind of the evidence of some of the things. So it is interesting in that way. So I did appreciate it. And then I watched a movie called Croczilla, also mm. known as Million Dollar Crocodile. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, they, they probably didn't have a million dollars to spend on this movie. And it's pretty apparent. Um, but it's not as bad as you think. Like it's, it is an Asian film. It's, I guess, their version of Asylum, but they actually put more effort into it. And the CGI is bad, but not Asylum bad. Um, so there's that. So, and then Inquisition. This is my uh, first Paul Nashi film, actually. Um, acclaimed, uh, you've probably heard of him, uh, Grindhouse, mm -hmm. uh, director, actor more, more first, but he did direct a lot of movies. Um, very interesting film. Uh, Paul Nashi does play in this movie. He plays as the Witchfinder General. And um, the, the story takes basically where that Witchfinder General is a total scumbag and is, you know, that, that typical story where, you know, they're wrongfully torturing these, uh, these people they suspect as witches. And, um, but, um, so the village, so they, in the synopsis, it says the village beauty, um, uh, that he falls in love with. So, but uh, honestly, so what happens is she then makes a pact with the devil to get revenge on him. So she becomes like this basically worker for the devil to take him out um, and and to take out the people that have been torturing these witches. So it's a really cool twist on it. Um, and I do really like it. I recommend checking out Inquisition. It's a little rough on content. Definitely. Uh, Paul Nashi is is known for, you know, going all out in the 70s. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's him. So but no, I, I did like it. It's one of the better of these types of movies I've seen. So I recommend checking it out. And then I finished it off with watching a um, interesting Asian horror film known mostly as the worm and maggot vomit movie called The Devil. And it's not really just that. Uh, basically, there's there's someone in the in this village that is putting uh, basically hexes on people and um causing them to turn into these um, demons of sort that like vomit out snakes, worms, 
maggots and stuff. And but then there's this martial arts sequence, because what happens is the whole idea is if they slap somebody or hit them, then they be then they get the virus, basically. So then they pass the curse along. So then there's a whole martial arts sequence where this dude shows him what time it is. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So either way, I, I do really like the movie. Um, it's pretty entertaining. It does slow down a little bit too much in the middle, but it's worth checking out. There's a lot of green ooze and some fun stuff like that. A lot of neon effects. So I did quite like it. So that is all I've been watching. And we'll be right back uh, momentarily to talk about the Ghostbusters franchise. Welcome back to Reasonably Real. This is Deadite Dave, and we're going to be talking about the Ghostbusters franchise. And uh, so I'm sure we all have different nostalgic feelings for the Ghostbusters franchise. And starting off with the original 1984 classic, uh, directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, as, of course, a star-studded cast, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Shorty Weaver... Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, Ernie Hudson. There's a lot of people in this thing. and um, But yeah, what are y'all's thoughts and um, kind of feelings towards this original movie? Do you have any stories to share with it? I'm sure we all kind of do. So uh, starting with you, Maniac Mike, what's your story with Ghostbusters? Um, I first watched the original Ghostbusters whenever I was really little. Um, and Steve actually introduced me to this movie, uh, Steady Steve. And because um, I know he really likes these these older Ghostbuster movies. But uh, the first one, honestly, is. Yes, it's a horror comedy, and I know people don't think of it as a horror movie, but it is. Um, but it's kind of the epitome of a horror comedy. Uh, the pacing is expertly done. We get introduced to our characters. We get introduced to the plot. And they're already busting ghosts with, within the first 45 minutes of the movie. And, um, you know, you get the, the great Slimer chase uh, in the hotel. And um, I, there's not enough good things. To, I can't say enough good things about this film. I do think the original Ghostbusters is a 10 out of 10. Um, each character brings their own personality to the film. Um you know, from the, the sarcastic smart ass to the nerdy guy to the guy that just wants a job to make money. Um, you know, and then the supporting cast of uh, Sigourney Weaver and uh, Rick Moranis and uh, Annie Potts as the receptionist. Um, it's a fantastic film. It is a classic. It is a 10 out of 10. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's definitely something I like to hear. Um, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on the original Ghostbusters movie? I love it. Uh, the two kind of stories that I have about it is one is I didn't actually see it until I was in college. I was not allowed to watch these movies. Uh, my parents would randomly get on like strict things about certain things. And I was the Ghostbusters movies. I weren't allowed to watch. And then when I was a teenager and worked in a video store, I guess I didn't really like think about it too much. And then uh, when I got to college, I was like, you know, I'm going to watch these Ghostbusters movies because I worked in a video store. And uh, when I first went to college, too, and, um, it was one of those kind where I could 
you know, put on whatever I want and like watch whatever I want. They had the, like the TV kind of like on the counter. So if I wanted to watch something like that's how I actually watched all the children of the corn movies too, that were out at the time. The for only the first three were out at the time, but I, you know, watched those in an evening because I could just pause it real easily. Unlike like a place like family video where the TVs are just like everywhere. Yeah. So, so I watched Ghostbusters one and two. Um, I loved the first one and I didn't really care at all for the second one, but I'll cover that in a bit. But so the first the first time I saw Ghostbusters was when I was in college. Then the other story I have with it is in 2005, uh, Bruce Campbell comes to Royal Oak a lot. Um, it does. You, anytime he has a book, he does a book tour and he stops at Royal Oak where he's from. And there's a theater up there that always hosts him. So we did a book signing for If Chins Could Kill. And then he showed Bubba Hotep right after oh, it. No, yes, awesome. that was a great time. And then they were having a midnight show of the original Ghostbusters because they have Midnight Moonlight Madness where they show like all kinds of like classic movies at midnights on Fridays and Saturdays. So we stayed for Ghostbusters and they showed a print of it a 35 millimeter print of it so my buddy who's a huge ghostbusters fanatic he actually he didn't really much care one way or the other about bruce campbell but he was so excited for ghostbusters that he came up the whole day with me um so yeah uh fond memories of those two things and it's a classic today we i watch it every few years or so and it's a 10 10 out of 10 good deal I am a major Ghostbusters fan. Um, definitely huge nostalgia. Um, you know, our parents didn't love the hard R-rated stuff, so this one was one of my first exposures to horror mm-hmm. in a truer sense, um, especially one that I was allowed to watch, so I watched it constantly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, if it would have been on tape, I would have worn it out, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I just love these movies. Um, they, they're a great mixture of comedy, but they do have legitimate scares in like they're creepy movies um, in the best of ways. I think that as much as I like the second movie, which we'll get into, I think that's kind of what it misses out on. It's mostly a comedy instead of a horror. Yeah. But I think I think that first one legitimately has some creepy stuff going on, you know. Um, but no, I, I love Ghostbusters. I love the vibe, the lore. I love everything about it. It's such a cool spin on the ghost story. And, um, I just love the idea of it. I think it's genius really because it makes ghosts into almost like a hunting thing. So like it mixed that, which then became very popular, um, in the early two thousands and everything, uh, where like people would go around trying to find ghosts and would basically look like these people, <laughs> uh, while they're at it. Um, but not in this literal of a sense, but, just everything about it, like the um, designs were cool. Kind of the goofiness of it that they embraced was cool. Just everything about it. I love Ghostbusters, the original. And I agree, it's a 10 out of 10. So, Jody, you said you didn't like the second one. Uh, that is correct. All right. Well, in this case, I'll let you start off on why you don't like the second one as we transition um, into it. I don't know. It just... You're right. It doesn't have the creepy factor. Um, I thought the Statue of Liberty thing is so cheesy. Uh, it just didn't like the chemistry. It didn't even feel like they had the, the even the Ghostbusters themselves had the same chemistry in the second film that they do in the first film to me. That's fair. 
So I, I, I don't hate it by any means. I just, um, yeah, I, I, in fact, I give it, I'd say I give it a six out of 10. I just think, I think it's just an all right movie. Um, but the, the, the biggest thing for me, I felt like was like, they didn't capture that spark and that magic of that first movie. Not that I feel like, you know, I'm not one of those people who are beholden that every sequel has to be as good as the original or surpass it in some way. I'm not like that. I just didn't think that it had in its own merit. Um, the, the bad guy doesn't seem as scary even, um, like Vigo and all that. Um, I don't know. Just didn't have the magic and spark and, and chemistry and charisma of the first film. <coughs> okay, that's fair. Um, Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on this movie? I agree uh, that this the second movie is not as good as the first one. Um, and I also agree that Vigo is not as quite a good as like big bad villain guy as Gozer was in the first one. Um but I still enjoy the movie. Uh, I would give it slightly higher. I'd give it a seven out of 10. Um, and I, I pretty much echo Jody and then David, what you said about how it, it kind of loses some of the, a little bit of the horror punch that the first one had. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and I, I only give it a seven out of 10. Well, I say only, but I give it a seven out of 10. I say it's enjoyable. It's fine. Um, it's just, it had some big shoes to fill after that first one. And I just don't think it quite lived up to it. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. Now I think my scores is seven out of 10 as well. Um, I do like it though. I think there's a lot of good merits to it. I don't, I don't think the statue of Liberty things too bad. I actually really like that. I think it's a smart play. I mean, the stay puffed marshmallow man is pretty hard to top. So they had to yeah. come up with something big. And I mean, it makes as much sense to me at like having the Statue of Liberty, like doing what it was doing as, as it does to have a marshmallow, a giant marshmallow come to life and like give people those fears. I just don't have a problem with it. Um, But what I do have a problem with is the lack of horror. Um, It's definitely almost completely a comedy at this point, which is fine. It is what it is. Um, That's kind of the direction a lot of 80s movies were going. So it felt more like your typical like 80s movie than anything. So pretty, you know, fan service sequel. Um, That's what it was, but I still enjoy it. I think it's pretty fun. So overall, totally enjoy Ghostbusters 2. I think it's got a lot of charm to it. Um, And then next up is Ghostbusters 2016. And uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I really like it. <laughs> um, my score is only a seven. It's only like half, like uh, one higher than the second one. But in, as far as like Kirill, okay, I think that the ladies had the same kind of charisma that the, for, for me, the, these movies are definitely, it's really important to have that like charisma and that spark and that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kate McKinnon is hysterical. I love Kate McKinnon. Um, I could watch Melissa McCarthy fall down all day. (laughs) Yeah. I I'm a huge Melissa McCarthy fan. Kristen Wiig. I think Kristen, I mean like bridesmaids is one of my favorite movies. 
So, I mean, Paul Fagg, I think, is an awesome director. Um, he's made some great comedies. And I thought this Ghostbusters 2016 delivered on the creep factor, the charisma, the comedy. And unfortunately, it you know, it was it was killed ever before it even got really a chance to shine. Like, And I, I really do think a lot of people just didn't give it a chance. Now, if it does, it, it's still, it's still going to say, I'm going to say it pales in comparison to 1984 Ghostbusters, but like, it doesn't have to be compared to, I mean, I guess in a lot of ways when you're a remake and that does feel more like a remake than a, a sequel or a reboot or whatever, but like um, just like everything about it, like felt remakey to me. Um, but you know, I liked it. Good. Yeah. I, 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 I know most people don't. Um, uh, the, the people that I went with at the theater, I know one of them in particular in the theater said that they really liked it and that we were talking about it on the, on the drive home. But now they say they hate it and they think it sucked and it, was, it wasn't funny and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's not what you said the day <laughs> of, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah. It, it and it's and I hate that it's referred to as the women Ghostbusters movie. I just call it the Ghostbusters remake myself, but or or I'll say the Melissa McCarthy one. Like if like are you like you talking about Bill Murray or Melissa McCarthy? I don't know why I single those two out, but <laughs> but it to me I won't ever call it the women the Lady Ghostbusters or the women Ghostbusters movie or because I just think that's in poor taste and I think that it, it is to a degree, but at the same time it, it is that's what it is. To be fair, they did do that in the movie. Like, they did intentionally change him over to an all-female cast. I don't have mm-hmm. a problem with it. I'll get into that. But I, it, it, that's what they did. So that, that part of the criticism I actually don't necessarily understand. I don't think that people should diss it just because they're women and they change that. Um, my problem is when people call this, like, a woke movie. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> like, um, it, it really isn't. It's not a woke movie. There's really not a whole lot of social commentary in it. It really is just that they gender swapped the the characters and they are their own characters. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. they're not, but, but they did. That, that was an intentional choice to make all four of them women. Um, so I'm not saying you're wrong. Like I don't call it the, the women's ghostbusters either, but uh, to be fair, that side of it, I could see why people would call it that if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, no. So, and Mike, have, have you seen this one? Yes. Yeah, I watched. I was a couple years late on it, but I've seen it, um, and it's fine. There's there's nothing really majorly wrong with it. Um, to me, the the type of humor that it had didn't always land with me, and it did take me out of the movie because I was like, oh, just we've seen that joke before. You've made this joke three or four times, and uh, so that's kind of where I was with it. Um, I give it a six out of 10. It's fine. There's nothing majorly wrong with it. It just, the movie itself didn't appeal to my taste specifically. Yeah, that's, that's definitely fair. I I do think that the sense of humor here is different. Yeah. Um, It's a little bit, um, well, I mean, a lot of these people are from Saturday Night Live. So that type of humor does definitely bleed into this movie a little bit. Um, and then Paul Feige has a very distinct sense of humor as well. Um, he's worked with Melissa McCarthy a lot in the past. Um, I like his movies, though. Um, my, 
I've got I've always had an uncontro or a very controversial opinion on this movie. I absolutely love it. I, I really like this 2016 remake. I saw it three or four times in the theater. I can't remember which, because um, I was bringing people to see it because it was getting hated. Yeah. On its original run, and I was like, "This is not right." Um, you know, um, I'm not saying it was all all like a like a misogynistic thing. I, I think that's probably what what a lot of people got pissed off about because Feige made it into a, um, you know, assumed that everyone who didn't want to watch it is misogynistic, which, which is just not a, not a good look and not true. I mean, there's some people that may just not want to watch it because it's not the original cast, you know, and a lot of people just don't like remakes based on them being remakes, which is, you know, there's a lot of reasons you may not want to see this or like it um, aside from it being misogynistic. But I do think that the movie was unfairly panned. Um, I hate it when people review movies without watching them. And there's a lot of that here. Because I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. this movie's just not a 1 or a 2 out of 10. It's just not. I don't care if you think this spits in the face of the original because it's not the original characters. It's just not one. It's a fine film. It's well made. Has really good visual effects, actually. Um, the sense the of effects humor, are good in it. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought I thought there were some creepy moments here. Like it it went back to the original tone where it was funny at times, but then it had, you know, some of the horror elements like that opening sequence in the uh, museum and whatnot is dope. Like that's a pretty cool scene. And it perfectly balances that goofy, but still kind of creepy horror uh, aspect to it. And, uh, you know, I like the costumes here. Uh, the finale was great. Um, I, I would say I've I, I've softened a bit. I think I gave it a nine out of ten upon its original release, um, which seems a little high now, but I think it was probably in reaction to when I, it softened a lot because now its IMDb scores like a six point five out of ten. Whenever this thing came out, like its meta score was down. Like I'm talking, yeah. this thing was like two, like in the two territory on right. average, and it just didn't have it coming. And um, but either way, so I'd probably give it an eight. Now I, uh, I like it more than Ghostbusters too. I, I will say that. To to piggyback off what you said with like the quote unquote wokeness of this film, um, I think you had hit the nail on the head when you said that there was a lot of people that talked about this movie before they even watched it, um, which then in turn caused a lot of the actresses in the movie to speak out publicly. And it, it kind of got turned into a much bigger deal than it ever needed to be on that yeah. aspect, you know, because then you have an actress who is proud of her work trying to defend herself. Yeah. Then, you know, and she's saying, yeah, it's a women's movie, you know? Well, yeah, it, it really is a women's movie. You know, she's speaking very literal about it. And then other people ran with it and everything got blown out of proportion. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so it was just it was kind of a poo storm from all sides. And once it started, nobody was going to win. Yeah, you're you're totally right. I mean, this yeah. was a rock and a hard place with this one. But, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people that still haven't watched this because they just didn't care for the remake idea. And those people I wouldn't consider misogynistic entirely. No. There are misogynistic people that won't watch it because of that reason. Yeah. I just don't think everyone that doesn't want to watch it or doesn't like it is misogynistic. I think that's that's a huge leap to make um, and, and a very unfair one. 
um, at that. Um, but, you know, I do like the movie, so I, I, I do stick up for it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're totally right. I mean, it was a, I get why they the problem was these people are proud of it and they see a movie before it even comes out getting blasted for its existence. Mm-hmm. And if you're involved in acting in this movie, putting all that work into it, because there was a ton of work put into this film. Yep. Like it, and they were proud of their a, work, and rightfully was, so. This was not like a phoned-in remake or sequel. Like, this was uh, different than the original in a lot of ways. Like, they put effort into this and in making a world. Um, so I could understand why they became defensive, but at the same time, you have to be careful how defensive you become. Otherwise, like you said, it'll become its own, you know, yep. disaster. And that's kind of what happened here, I think. But uh, either way, no, I, I really liked it. Um, so, uh, And we actually also forgot a pretty major entry to this uh, to this franchise, and that's the real the Ghostbusters yeah. cartoon show. It had yeah. seven seasons. Oh, I was going to I was going to swing back around. To that oh, OK. After this all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Because I adore the, the animated show. It is one of those few 80s cartoons that you can go back and watch and it actually holds up. Oh, yeah. Uh, this and the Ninja Turtles, uh, I, I say, are the two that really hold up. And this more so than the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Damn. Um, because they really did. They doubled down on that Monster of the Week stuff that you were talking about earlier. And it's really good. Yeah, I, I love this cartoon series a lot. So um, I like the new characters. I think that was a smart move. Um, I like the designs. And I think a lot of what became iconic with Ghostbusters and its lore actually comes from the show, which yeah. is cool. Um, well, you know, Slimer becomes their friend and like is the helpful ghost. Yeah. You know? so, so a lot of the merchandising and stuff like that that we know today is based mostly on the real Ghostbusters. I mean, there was definitely some Ghostbusters merch, don't get me wrong. But the cartoon and everything was great. And it wasn't just a vehicle for toys, which which a lot of them are. Let's yes. be honest, Transformers, if you watch it now, is totally just a vehicle to sell toys. Yes. He-Man was totally just a vehicle to sell toys. It was rad, don't get me wrong. I like the new He-Man too. But it's a vehicle. <laughs> And I don't feel that way with the real Ghostbusters. It's just an actually great uh, Saturday morning cartoon. I don't like it as much as the movies, um, mostly because I didn't watch this as a kid. You know, I watched it far later in my life because I didn't have access to it. Like, I just didn't watch a whole lot of TV, mostly movies. So, yeah, this was it, though. I I did love the the show. Uh, Jody, did you watch this show? No, I wasn't allowed. Oh, Uh. no. You should swing back around to this one if you yeah, get the chance. Like no, nothing Ghostbusters was allowed in our house. Oh, no. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, no, I, I get it, though. I guess at the, at the time, you know, ghosts are, could be, you know, you know, any number of things, I guess. It's like Harry Potter was a big controversy whenever I was growing up. That was the big one. Yep. Um, but weirdly enough. Our parents never really cared about that one. They actually liked the Harry Potter movies. Well, by the time they did before you came around. Oh, really? Yes, because I was, and and I'll never forget it, uh, Nate, our oldest brother, uh, rented a video game called Wizards and Warriors on NES from Spitzmiller's Video. And... 
I remember mom seeing the title to that game and she flipped out because she thought it was one of those Dungeons and Dragons things. Right. And um, we had to take the game back. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, the, when when you were born, they, they were starting to lighten up a little bit. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess my uh, my presence even at birth was so anarchistic at that point that they had to lighten up. <laughs> I love that idea. That that's gonna be canon. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> but no, good good times. Uh, no, I I had no idea. It's kind of kind of funny. Yep. But uh, no, either either way, definitely good good stuff there. Now. All right, so Ghostbusters Afterlife. I haven't gotten a chance to see it. Um, I haven't. I missed it, unfortunately, on our uh, staff screening um, because I was at the concert, so I haven't had a chance to watch this yet. How is it? Fantastic. Care to elaborate? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nine out of ten. Uh, the best way I can describe it is they go the, especially after, you know, Ghostbusters 2016, they go the Force Awakens route. And I think that is good. And I love Force Awakens. Force Awakens is 10 out of 10. But what I mean by that is they present the new material in such a way that we're comfortable and familiar with so that we get on board with it so they can kind of like take it to them. They can kind of now go with it. Um, it, it is a similar method that JJ used to give us new content while also still pleasing those, you know, I would say Ghostbusters fans are pretty rabid as much as Star Wars fans are. Yes, I um, agree. So th- that's, that's the tough crowd. So you have to make it good to bring in. Okay. Let me, let me digress for a second. So they had these collectible cups at that Cinemark and you get three different top. You, you get to choose your choice of topper and they have Slimer, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and then the ghost with the no symbol. Um, I said, I want Slimer. And then the girl said, and I quote, I don't know which one that is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the guy I said, well, it's the green one because the other the other two were white. But like Slimer is the obviously, you know, slime looking one of the three. <laughs> yeah, it really shouldn't be very hard. You, yeah, to put two and two together. Uh, but to, to be fair, though, the staff were getting worked at Ghostbusters. I'm just, at Arthur. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and oh no no no, I didn't. I wasn't rude to her or anything like that. But. Uh, I just said, you know, the green, I, I wasn't sarcastic with it at oh, all, yeah, I, no. like pointed to it, but like, I, I, I died a little bit inside. Yeah. Just like, just like, just like last night. And I'm digressing even further uh, at the game store. I put on Weezer on Alexa because somebody had Bjork on there. Oh, and, and I was like, oh, Alexa, play t- top songs by Weezer. Five minutes later, I hear someone say, who put dad rock on? <laughs> So and then and then another part of my soul was once again Joey, snuffed out. I love you, buddy. But I have called Weezer Dad Rock a lot in my history. I've just got to call myself out. Uh, I'm you, sorry. Buddy. That's I, why I'm laughing so hard because I've heard you say it. 
<laughs> now I'm just I'm sorry. I just had to call myself out. Oh no. All right. Well, anyways, so yeah, but anyway, so the at the theater, um, and then and then the other guy said, "Yeah, I don't know any the, anything about this stuff either." So. Uh, that's, I, that's crazy, man. Yeah, our, all of our staff. Well, granted, we're a, we're a very, very close knit. Like a lot of horror fans work with us, mm-hmm. and uh, but we all love Ghostbusters. Like they all stood stayed after to watch it uh, the night before last. I'm like, don't spoil the movie. Like, well, why didn't you go? I'm like, I had tickets to an event I could never watch again. Yeah, or a movie that I could watch this weekend. I'm gonna yeah. choose <laughs> choose the event. But I want to see it. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. But no, we it was great. We had some people cosplaying and stuff to our event. Yeah, uh, made for a good time for sure. But it's you know Paul Rudd is great. Carrie Coon as the mom is pretty funny too. Um, it, it does okay. So people's complaint with the Force Awakens, it's a kind of a what do you call it oh, in a video? Okay, skin like a reskin of the original movie. It is some there is some of that going on in Afterlife, but they had to get those classic fans back and they have to get the new fans for this to keep going. And I do hope it keeps going because it was fantastic. The kids were great. I mean, I guess if you want, you can call this the kids Ghostbusters movie because, you know, it's it's um, kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Finn Wolfhard from it and Stranger Things and all that. And yeah. And so it has that it does have that kids on bikes kind of nostalgic feel oh, it has okay. that classic 1980s ghostbusters kind of feel it that there's i won't spoil anything but the ending hits you in the feels and just i thought it was near perfect i gave it a nine out of ten awesome no i'm cool. super glad to hear that um yeah so and reactions coming out of the theater people love this thing it's it's looking like it's going to be a crowd pleaser um i didn't hear a negative thing about it um the people at the theater also said there was there was two in particular scenes that they loved um they wouldn't tell me which ones because i told them not to spoil it yeah they said there's two scenes that just rock that are like they said 12 out of 10 type scenes in this movie so i'm pretty pumped i do want to watch this thing so uh And, and if anything you know it has the sex uh this year's sexiest man alive so (laughs) <laughs> the sexiest man alive. Would that yeah, be Paul, Paul that Rudd? That would be Paul Rudd. He won sexiest man alive, dethroning yep. Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yes. All right. Dang. That's an interesting choice. <laughs> that's what <laughs> but, my wife said. <laughs> I mean, I, not that not that I don't think he's attractive or whatever, but like, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> it just seems strange that he's voted as the most attractive man in the entire world. <laughs> especially being in like one movie or whatever but okay <laughs> it is what it is but no I'm, I'm excited to check this thing out um it looks great i hope it's as good as i'm hearing it is and i think it will be I'm, i may be hyping myself up too much for it though yeah don't do that <laughs> so i'll be i'll be careful I always, in any movie i tell people don't like because i get i get real stoked about something i have to try to temper myself because then i overhype it and then someone's disappointed and i hate when i do that so, <laughs> so i'm excited mike you gonna watch this one too yes i i was trying to go thursday i just couldn't really find anybody to go with um okay. so yeah, sounds good yeah no, i i get the i get the uh get the struggle there 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, anyone else have anything else they want to add before we close this thing out? Except for Titane. I will go ahead and overhype that because everybody's going to hate that anyways. <laughs> except except you, Dave. Dave, you're probably going to love the crap. No, I, I, I watched it. Oh, you watched it? Did you like it? Yes, I did. I gave it an yeah. 8 out of 10. I, I really okay. did enjoy that movie. Um, I liked it a lot, a lot. Uh, I, I want to rewatch it. I think I might give it a higher score upon rewatch. It was one of those movies that it was not even remotely what I thought it was going to be, like at all. And, okay. Um, so... Um, the weirdness of it caught me off guard almost. And I watched it with Maddie and she hated it. Like absolutely hated it. I think <laughs> like she did not seem into that movie whatsoever. Uh, so it was one of those types of things. Two uh, weeks back to back. I drove up to Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's about 40, 40 minutes North of me because they had both lamb and Titan. And, and I walked out of both of those movies just having a great time listening to the violent reactions to both of those movies. So. <laughs> I can only imagine watching Titan in a movie theater. I yeah. can guarantee you most that that movie makes a 24 movies look like mainstream blockbusters. Like it's right. that weird. <laughs> <laughs> so gosh, dang Titan yeah. may be just the most out there cinema I've seen in a long time. Uh, but Yeah. I'm talking deathbed, the bed that eats type weird with that movie. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, cool. So That's it for me. Okay. Mike, you got anything else you want to add before we close this thing off? Nope. Uh, have a good week. Uh, happy early Thanksgiving to everybody as uh, yes. that's going to be celebrated this week. And uh, hopefully everybody gets out there to the theaters and watches uh, Ghostbusters. And there's a lot of good movies coming up. Yep. If you're local, come see me. Say hi. You know, <laughs> I'll probably be there. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, go see Ghostbusters um, in a theater. It seems like the type of movie that you should watch in a movie theater. So uh, big, you know, bombastic. Uh, it, it's a good it looks like a good time. I can't wait to watch it. So either way, until next time, we'll talk to you all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.